So begins the familiar story of Jesus' birth. Mary and Joseph travel from uh, Nazareth to Joseph's hometown of Bethlehem. The hour of the birth comes. They can find no room in the inn, and Mary is forced to lay her firstborn in a manger. Outside, an angel announces the birth to the shepherds on the hillside. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace on whom those his favor rests. When Luke wrote those words, the world was at peace. It was at peace because Caesar Augustus was on the throne. Caesar Augustus was the one who ordered the census. He wanted to know how big his empire was, how many people were in it, how much money he could take in taxes. Caesar Augustus, he was born 27 years before Jesus. He was a rich man. He came from a wealthy family. He was born in a small village outside Rome, the center of the empire. His family were well-connected. They arranged for him to have the best education a young man could have. He was politically astute. As he grew up, he networked himself into the corridors of power. He carried favor with the army that was stationed in Rome. He got elected to the Senate. One by one, he got rid of all of his rivals. By the time he came to power... Caesar Augustus was the most powerful man in the world. He declared himself to be a son of God and ordered that people worship him throughout his empire. Meanwhile, in some far eastern corner of that same empire, in a little town nobody has heard of called Bethlehem, Another child is born, and he's laying in a manger, a feeding trough. And the name Bethlehem is significant. Significant for two reasons. Firstly, because it was prophesied from old that a king, a messiah, would be born in that same city. Prophesied not by uh, court uh, prophets, not by those who've been uh, paid to write a history of the royal family, but prophesied by the prophets of God. And it was significant because the name Bethlehem means something. Beth means house. Lehem is Hebrew for bread. The house of bread. The king of kings would be born in the house of bread. And his cot would be a feeding trough. This child grew into a young man. His adopted father had no connections. He taught him the trade of carpentry that he could make his own way in the world. He had no formal education or schooling, yet he confounded the religious teachers of his day. When he was full grown, he stood up in the temple courts and made an announcement. The one who'd been born in the house of bread, the one who'd been laying in a manger, a feeding trough, said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. Caesar Augustus assassinated his rivals. 
Jesus Christ talked of turning the cheek and laying down your life for your friends. Caesar Augustus assumed the trappings of kingship and empire. Jesus Christ had nowhere to lay his head. His crown was a crown of thorns. His throne was a wooden cross. Caesar Augustus enforced peace by conquering lands and subjugating people. Jesus spoke of the kingdom of heaven that was closer than you can imagine, a kingdom of peace. Jesus died upon a cross and rose again. And in doing so, he conquered death and subjugated evil. He made the peace of God available to all, the blessing of God available to all, the kingdom of God available to all. Caesar's kingdom lasted for four years. Jesus' kingdom is eternal. Caesar's peace was enforced with a sword. Jesus' peace is offered freely to all. His is a peace which passes all understanding. His is a peace which rises from within and flows without. His is a peace which is peace with God. Peace for divided hearts. Peace between friends and enemies. The peace that comes from an unburdened heart and a free soul. Each Christmas we celebrate not Caesar's triumph, not his census, but the birth in a forgotten corner of his empire of Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrate today the birth of Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. In our joys, let us praise him. In our sorrows, let us cling to him. In our hunger, let us turn to him, for he turns no one away. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the gift, again, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings, Lord of lords, the bread of life. And Lord, this morning we come to set aside everything else that is going on in our lives, everything else that is going on in our world, and just to pause for a moment and to give thanks. We give you thanks for the promised one. We give you thanks for the one who would be known as Mighty God, Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And Lord, as we feed on him in communion, we pray we'd know his peace in our hearts.